Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 33, Grandma's First Message. My name is Paul Mason Foch. Well, last week we had a message from young people confronting the unfamiliar technology of the answering machine. This week we have a message from an older person, my grandmother. My mother's mother was born in 1906. So when she left this message in fall of 1988, she would have been 82. Unfortunately, the beginning of the message is cut off, but it will become clear after we listen what it is about. Okay, here it is. And you could call them directly by ringing 1-813-665-8155. Did you get that? You can call them directly by by calling 1-813-665-8155. I hope you got that correct, otherwise you'll have to call back to me. Because they've got to know your flight number. All right, I'm looking forward to seeing you. So, right from the start of the message, one can hear a dramatic contrast in the language used by her and the language of the Chicago youngsters from last week. Although the voices in both messages express a certain timidness, the Chicago kids end with some classic youth slang whereas my grandmother speaks in a sort of antiquated style. Her language around phone calls is especially interesting. She states, And you can call them directly by ringing 1-815-665-8155. The language suggests a time when you first had to call an operator rather than calling directly. While automatic switchboards were invented in the late 19th century, they did not become widespread until the 1930s. And in more rural areas, where my grandmother lived most of her life, they were less common. Furthermore, direct dialing for long distance did not become common until the 1960s. So, this is why she says you can call them directly. But wait, who is she asking me to call? Most likely, it is the shuttle company that I am supposed to use when I take a bus from the Tampa, Florida airport to her house in Lakeland. This is clear because after repeating the phone number, she tells me that they need to know my flight information. I believe I was going to visit her for Thanksgiving that year. At the time, she lived in a Lakeland retirement community affiliated with the Presbyterian Church. 
My grandfather, as I mentioned in episode 15, Three Moms, was a Presbyterian pastor. He had died six years earlier in 1982. On my visit that fall, I brought a portable cassette recorder and interviewed my grandmother about how her life had changed over the course of the 20th century. I have digitized the recordings, and perhaps that will be a future podcast. But for now, I'll mention two contrasting stories. First, she recalled walking with her mother, or perhaps being pushed in a stroller, in marches for women's suffrage in the 19-teens. This probably would have taken place in Brooklyn, Michigan, where her father worked as a superintendent at a popcorn factory. Second, she told me how growing up, girls always tried to look nice. And for her, part of looking nice meant wearing a dress. In fact, I remember my grandmother always wearing dresses rather than pants. She was certainly a very traditional woman, and also remarkably sweet, as I think you can hear in her voice. My mother recently told me she could not think of a single time her mother expressed anger. In the message, I love how grandmother leaves the shuttle number twice and then says, I hope you got that correct because otherwise you'll have to call back to me. Again, there is a certain datedness to her language, but it also suggests a level of distrust in the answering machine technology. And this is understandable. Even today, there are times when people accidentally delete messages especially when receiving multiple texts or calls near one another. At the same time, her comment suggests a bit of anxiety, something that I have mentioned before as a trait I possibly inherited. Okay, that's it for this week. If you would like to participate in this podcast or have comments, please contact me through my website pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.